Yeah, it's I, I find it just odd in Blackbird's strategy in general, and maybe you guys can expand on this. But we have a lot of this like regional focus happening, and I think that's smart. Like definitely short term gains, you need to again pad the bottom line, like you just said, Scott. But I'm thinking to myself, do they really have to go out of their way to talk about things like Samsung Focus? I mean, we kind of mentioned it offhand here in like one of our like after shows or like with one of our patrons mentioning it, and there it's almost like not worth even comparing the two. But BlackBerry kind of went out of their way. Blaze. Please let it let let the world know, kind of like very nicely in his article, how kind of crazy it was. And I appreciated your your candor, but you also made it reasonable and digestible, Blaze, because the information is good in terms of you know specifying what's different between those two applications. I mean, obviously the Hub Plus services and Samsung Focus, but do you really think they're kind of directly uh, relatable in this sense? Uh, I know we've kind of already talked about it before, but. If you could get Samsung Focus on your smartphones that run Android, would you guys even go out of your way to do so? I mean, it doesn't seem like something that would really have much attraction outside of the ecosystem Samsung's already created. No, I mean, it doesn't doesn't generally appeal to me just by looking at it and knowing that there's something essentially better out there, right? But I don't know. I, like I said in the article, I don't know why BlackBerry decided to go ahead and put a focus on it because no one was talking about it anyways, you know? <laughs> I I really I don't know why they decided to do that. Like literally there was there was the rumors that it may be coming and then eventually it launched and then there was no further discussion of it. Like nobody is talking about it. <laughs> nobody has done like a an in-depth review and said this is why you should use Samsung Focus or anything like that. It's like literally BlackBerry put a bigger spotlight on it than what Samsung has at this point by coming out with that that you know counterpoint uh, feature scenario for them. I don't understand where that came from. And as I admit, maybe BlackBerry has better metrics into what people are looking for than what I have available, and maybe they saw a rise you know, in interest for Samsung Focus, but I don't know, man. I just don't don't understand why why they would do that unless that they had data to say otherwise, but who knows. <clears throat> yeah, it just seems like everywhere Blackberry is on the defensive right, so if anyone steps anywhere near their turf, it's they, they kinda get the, their backs up, so Maybe that's why they went ahead with it. It kind of felt like one of those fact-checked articles that BlackBerry pushed out before. I'm so glad I they stopped no. with those. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really have any... I wouldn't have any interest in it. I, I got the hub, I got the services, and if I didn't have a BlackBerry device, I'd probably go ahead and get, get it anyway. The funny thing about those fact-checks is, like, this is why good is bad. This is why good is terrible. This is why good is horrible. Let's go ahead and buy good. <laughs> <laughs> and make them great, right? Exactly. That's the strategy, right? A lot of uh, outsourcing, grabbing these other assets in the market and kind of building them into the framework that BlackBerry has. Alex, I guess my, my question to you on this piece is, with the absorption of a lot of different pieces, do you think that BlackBerry strategy right now is more akin to where the market's going? Like, does it make more sense, this strategy? Or do you think it's kind of kind of put them more off in a corner away from the rest of the market and, and maybe that's the strategy, right? Get away from the big competition out there. It, honestly, in terms of your purchasing choices, like, you've clearly jumped over to the Google camp 
getting a pixel for for some reason, right? So like, tell us why something like a DTEK 60 really wasn't for you as opposed to obviously what BlackBerry is putting out in a similar range, so to speak, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm exactly the average uh, person here because I know a lot of people were mentioning, you know, priv pricing was so too too expensive and ridiculous or whatever, and I was more than willing to justify the price because I'm like, physical QWERTY keyboard, slider, like new hardware by BlackBerry, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care if it was eight, $900, I would have bought it because that's like the device that I wanted. So I think I've always wanted a really premium device and you know BlackBerry really did help me get get comfortable with Android because I was only a BlackBerry 10 user and a legacy BlackBerry user before that. But realistically, I've want I've been craving that essentially like iPhone competitor, so high quality device um, and that's kind of why the 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 Pixel is attractive to me. I just want something that doesn't lag or run into problems when multitasking or uh, you know gets the frequent updates and I think BlackBerry can be one of those companies in the future at least from the software perspective of things and the GTAC 60 I mean it's not even really like out yet or anything like that and I still don't think they're trying to be that premium like iPhone competitor anyway and they may never want to be that um, I'm just trying to be realistic with it, where I really just want the cutting edge, newest software, newest, you know, everything. And then this this most recent thing that happened with the Priv and AT&T has got me feeling a little bit strange, too, where, you know, I don't have my service access um, because they, you know, the audience that has the Priv is a small audience. And as is, is Chris or, you know, Blaze was explaining, it's using a Qualcomm chipset that is slightly modified for security and that specific chipset or that specific you know Snapdragon processor where these modifications was not tested on the AT&T uh, network update that they just did so they rolled it out and now because I have all of my family on privs they're all coming and be like what is going on my service keeps going out What's, and I'm so I not only am I stressed out personally because I don't have service when I'm traveling right now but I have my entire family coming after me so I'm now realizing like what I did um, <laughs> so I mean, realistically, even like the Pixel for me to recommend it to someone else, 24-7 customer support where they can actually see your screen and screen share. So if I got my aunt on that, for instance, she would probably never fork up the money to buy a phone like that. But it's like I can actually move IT support for myself over to Google. So like it does have some of their features in addition to <laughs> I hope what your family is. is watching this and realizing <laughs> that you're, you're trying to pawn them off to Google's customer support. <laughs> hey, well, that's the thing. You know, it's, it, it is tough. I've always pushed BlackBerry, and I've always been BlackBerry customer support and IT guy for all of my family. The thing is, oh, they would reach, Alex, but they recommend me another shitty phone. <laughs> and, well, that's the thing. Like, they don't even search Google if they have a problem. It's like the first thing is to ask me. It's like, no, search Google, you'll get an answer. But it's always they just know you're in front of your computer, probably this, already. This so. is true. This is true. Um, but going back to the actual question, I think this is the way that BlackBerry should be going because it's a way that they can kind of differentiate. They're not trying to be, say, the iPhone competitor, which is obviously what the Google and the Pixel is trying to do with their little subset. They're not trying to be, you know, a heavily modified version of Android, like you can say Samsung or uh, some of the other big guys that are kind of doing their own little thing in there. They're not necessarily trying to be that. They're just trying to be secure and utilize others' hardware and just put their software. And, like, the Hub is a perfect example of it. Like. I don't really think there's another 
thing that competes with it. As we were just saying, Samsung Focus, it really doesn't compete with it. It's it's a totally different thing, though it is has some similarities. So th I think this is what they need to be doing, but we'll see. So nothing, nothing's really going to tempt you then at this point. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel I like if I bought does. that much phone, if I bought that much phone, like I wouldn't want to change for a while, you know. You mean like, spending that much on like a Pixel? Yeah, like if I was to go like that, like even with the Priv, like you know, we spent a pretty penny on it, yeah. and you at least are using yours. Like I, mine's already been kind of relegated to the desk, yeah. and I gotta take the dust off it here and there. So, but. I you can, I can How do you justify just, the cost, I guess, because, over time? Okay. Are you expecting to be tempted like by another device later, and it's just what you want right now to service your needs? Possibly. So one way I can justify it is my phone, I use it for business. Um, so, I mean, I can do part of it of a business write-off, and that's just one thing. But I use it so much in my daily life that I can justify spending $900 a year on a smartphone because once that year's up, I don't just like lose $900. I now have a phone that hopefully is worth $600 or $500. I sell it for 500 bucks. I could buy another 900 phone and it really only cost me $400. So it's really like $400 a year I'm spending on a phone that I'm actually losing. But so the question is, is this worth $400 to me in a year, a dollar a day essentially? And it is for me. I, that's just how I justify it. And some people might look at it differently, but with how much I use a phone and how much I rely on business and just, you know, I it's very easily justifiable for me, but that's me. Alex is the epitome of one of the worries I had with BlackBerry's move to Android. Yeah. Because I, for years, BlackBerry, you know, like I said, they, they spent a lot of time basically telling everybody why BlackBerry was better and that you shouldn't go to Android, and then they essentially moved to Android, and now that people are on Android devices, BlackBerry Android devices, a lot of them realize that, hey, Android's not necessarily that bad. Yeah. Now they're venturing out into other places of the Android ecosystem and checking out, like, the Google Pixel and, you know, Samsung devices. I don't know, I don't know if I want to mention Samsung at this point, but... You know, Samsung is still a big player despite the the Note Seven debacle, but you know that's that's a, a, exactly one of the fears that I had with BlackBerry's move to Android. You're introducing people to an ecosystem that, you know, for some is going to be better for them in the long run, and they may they they may not necessarily stick with the BlackBerry brand of Android and move on to something, you know, arguably better, or yeah. at least in her opinion, better. Yeah. Scott, tell us a little bit about some of your phone buying choices. Like, do you have a phone you want to pick up soon, or are you happy with with a Priv that you have now? Like, I know Alex is probably an anomaly in terms of the experience on Priv. How's your experience on the Priv been, and what's kind of your methodology and thinking in terms of getting another device? Uh, <clears throat> it's been a love hate relationship with the Priv. I'll be blunt. With BlackBerry, uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I think today, like even till today, my favorite device is probably Z30. That thing was mm. solid, yeah. right? And guys talk about it as like get that warm, fuzzy feeling. Not necessarily for the o the OS, but uh, well, the OS in some regards, just the whole ecosystem lack of thereof. But the Priv, yeah, it's been nice. Um, haven't enjoyed the overheating issues, which have tamed down as the updates have flowed through for us here up north. Um, the keyboard, the Slido keyboard. I had a 9810 back in the day, and I liked that a lot, but the keyboard on the Priv is lackluster at best. 
for, for, for my personal opinion. So I'm kind of like getting ready to move on and I'd say the next few months. So definitely keep an eye on the DTech 60, but kind of what Blaze has said is like, what's holding me at BlackBerry right now? Uh, why not go ahead and try something new? My wife just recently moved away from her priv to uh, LG G5, and that's a pretty solid device so far from what I see out of it. And it's got a removable battery, so she sometimes works some crazy hours. And I picked up an external battery pack for her, and she swaps out batteries when her when hers is dead, and life carries on. So that's pretty neat. Um, Samsung, that's always that's always interesting to me. I got the Samsung TV. Uh, tablet, so on. So I got a lot of salmon gear, but yeah, the Note Seven debacle has kind of <laughs> slowed me down from from moving that way. But in the day, I like stop and think about holistically. Is like right now, the one thing that always brought me to BlackBerry well, is keep me there right now is the enhanced security and so on, and, and knowing that there are still issues out there with some Android OEMs with security and the uh, security patches, the only place that is actually flowing on security patches is BlackBerry compared to the rest of OEMs. So it's kind of like, all right, I may stick here for, for a while longer yet. Let's see what this DTEK60 actually comes out and, and truly... That, that's how I feel, man. I feel the exact same way. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it right now. See what BlackBerry has. And I'm, I keep comparing it to everything else in the market because I'm at that point where I'm like, I, I want to jump ship. I want to go venture off into Android, but still use Hub Plus services and all that. But at the same point, yeah. BlackBerry is getting semi-competitive with things. I mean, you and I were talking back and forth earlier, Scott, about like the OnePlus Three, yeah, the OnePlus Three versus like you know a Samsung S7 or S7 Edge, and then the DTX60 kind of fits somewhere in the middle there, you know, in terms yeah. of pricing and in terms of the specs and. You know, it's generally kind of competitive, whereas, you know, maybe the DTEK 50 isn't as competitive in the lower end because there's a lot more players there. But this kind of mid to high end place that the pricing is at is kind of interesting. Even like, I, I guess, even with the exchange and, you know, Canada being so much more expensive in terms of some of these handsets, you guys sometimes have like a one to $200 premium, you know, dollar over dollar. Do you think that's going to be something that, people get upset about like honestly people who bought a DTEK 50 and now there's a DTEK 60 out so soon is that something that the market's going to be sensitive to uh i don't think so personally because to me there are two different segments like if you're looking at the the price point of a DTEK 50 compared to what it's going to be for a DTEK 60 you would have you wouldn't even bother with the 50 if you could afford the 60 sort of speak or you want to spend that much money on a phone per se you know a lot of guys that i know and that use the 50 say hey it's just a good day-to-day phone that gets the job done in a day and you go home and life carries on, so to speak, whereas uh, the DTEK 60 might be, you know, for people sort of like Alex, who's a power user that's on it day in, constantly all day long, and you're going to pay the extra few bucks for those for those specs, hopefully the battery life will, will survive, will be the big thing. Alex is such a power user, but he can't even make his bed. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, washing, I'm washing my sheets. I'm being a, a responsible young adult. Uh, no. I love how you propped Brian up a little bit more uh, astute yeah. today so he yeah. can watch on the cast. <laughs> no, someone mentioned that. It's it's just it's a clearer camera now, that's all. He's always like that. You guys are just seeing him in a new light. No. Yeah, he's whatever. definitely been slumming some days for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's been slacking. But the pricing is going to be critical, man, because uh, we had that conversation because my brother is looking at swapping from uh, iOS to Android, mm-hmm. and he's been picking my brain a bit, so... 
he likes the larger devices that, hey, the DTech 60 is bound to launch any day now, and here's what they're talking about for the specs and so on and so forth. But he's already pretty set on OnePlus 3, which is, I think, 520 bucks Canadian on, on their website. And so, such a good price. Yeah, it is, right? And if you look at it, what the rumored specs are for DTX 60 compared to OnePlus 3, give and take, they pretty closely equal out. Like the Snapdragon 820s are in both. Uh, OnePlus 3's got 6 gigs of RAM compared to 60's 4 rumored. But the former, the DTX 60 has, uh, was it, the, the better camera all around. So, and I think, believe, better screen resolution off the top of my head. Don't quote me on that one. So, kind of give and take to equal out spec-wise, I would say. But yet, the rumor from what I'm hearing is anywhere from what we've seen leaked is seven hundred dollars down to six fifty Canadian off contract, and the one plus three is five twenty. So, extra one hundred fifty bucks matters. It matters no, a lot. Absolutely, people, right. And OnePlus has some nice accessories and cases that you can slap on that thing too, you know? And Oh, absolutely, man. And that still have enough money in. for a case of beer at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate your victory in the mobile. <laughs> you know, Blaze and I were harping on BlackBerry over BBM about, like, where's the security update? Where's the security update? But the DTEC 50 actually got a beta update that brought along the October 5th security patch. Were you excited to see that, Blaze? Were you surprised at all? No, it's late. <laughs> <laughs> that it came at all, I guess, is is the question, right? I mean, Are you doubting it or? No, I wasn't doubting it. I mean, it had to come in one of two ways, and then you know, it either comes through the beta portal or it comes through an actual release. My question is, was like, why wasn't it an actual release? Because it, I don't know. I, this this particular release. Uh, the October update release is essentially something that BlackBerry has kind of like, you know, at this point they kind of like, I don't want to necessarily lagged on, but it, it really is kind of true. They did kind of lag on it because, you know, Google went ahead and they previously all of the releases were in line with the Google releases, right? You know, they pushed them out pretty much the exact same day. The carriers had them the exact same day, and they got sent out to the devices the exact same day, or at least within a 28, 48-hour period, right? So what happened with this release? Why is this release a little bit off, you know? Uh, the October the October update for essentially Google came out on October 5th. Some privs already have it. Some carriers have pushed it out through the privs. But it doesn't seem as though that the DTEC 50 got the exact same love in that regard. Like, why Why is it the middle of October and we're only now getting a beta release of the October security patch update? Don't, don't get me wrong, I appreciate the beta because it still allows me to be able to have that security patch and all everything that it includes. But I'm kind of questioning as to, like, why why does it even need to be a beta why wasn't it just directly pushed out because again previous circumstances shows that it should have been pushed out within a 28 24 to 48 hour period over what google has previously done so i would have expected to get a, an actual release on you know the 6th or the 7th or the 8th of october not a beta release on october what was it like 14th, 15th, 14th, because it came on Friday. So, you know, it, they they kind of did. They they slipping. They slipping. <laughs> <laughs> they slipping. 
I, I totally blame DTEC60 for this. I feel like they wanted maybe it all to come out together, and then they pushed it back a week, and that kind of yeah. threw it all off. And that's what I'm going to chalk it up to, at least. Let's see how next month goes, right? Maybe, but, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm not ready to be angry over it or upset or, you know, raising about it legs over it. But it really does make me wonder, like, this, you know, this follows the announcement that we're getting out of the hardware in some respects. We're also getting out of software. All of a sudden, <laughs> now all of a sudden we're lagging on the software a little bit. This is a little bit tricky. You know, you gotta while, play we're, while we're launching a new device. Oh, God. So confusing. Well, the mail reports 500 layoffs on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Something. It, when Blaze starts asking about security updates as a problem, all right? So if you see that go across Crackberry, uh, pray for Blackberry. Play yeah. for... Uh, pray for Alex's stock that he still holds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's waiting for I got stock too still. I yeah. got stock too. Full disclosure. I want to yeah. switch to some of our uh, our patron questions. So one of our patrons actually mentioned they were able to access the live stream today through our Berryflow for Android app, which just hit Google Play. So oh, cool. go check that out because if you want to watch us live, that may be the only way to do it until Alex uh, figures out how to maestro this whole gig. <laughs> we no, apologize. I think we, figured it, we figured it out. It just took a little bit of time. Basically, everyone for the first three minutes was only hearing Alex talk. Yep, sorry about that, guys. But hopefully yeah. I had some good things to say. No, I didn't talk much, so that'll... whatever. Hopefully that doesn't actually translate over to, like, the audio. If it translate over to the audio, that would be problematic. It did. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just the first five minutes, guys. Don't worry. We're talking about chatbots and going, like, all in, yeah. in on chatbots. So no one... Still no one knows what chatbots are. <laughs> I guess 2017 will cover it again. No biggie. <laughs> I want to switch to some of our Patreon questions here. We had a couple good ones this this time around. I love when we get these because we end up answering some of them on air kind of as happenstance as part of the week. But we always get some nice ones in there as well. Mike Robinson says, nice to see the new Berryflow app work on the Passport. And I said, does it? <laughs> and I had no idea that it would. So that's always good news. Check it out. Maybe grab the APK. Uh, Sean says these DTEC 60 leaks are confusing. Do you think this is planned for free media coverage or just plain stupidity? Blaze, uh, that was definitely your direction, by the way. That question. No, there's. A, it was planned for release at one date, and then something sort of happened, and now they need to be able to go ahead and just play around with the release date a little bit more. So basically, retailers. That's why you see retailers going ahead is uh, you know they expected it to be launched on one date and then they went back to the drawing board on a few things and that's why you see them pop up and now they're being removed and we'll see them come back up soon that's all I have to say on it <laughs> drops mic <laughs> it's not cancelled all the retailers will eventually bring their websites back online and you'll be able to place your orders and whatever. They, they did they just took a week to make sure it doesn't explode, guys. That's it, you know? <laughs> Don't say that because that's they, a... They had to verify the battery manufacturer. Yeah, I saw that in Crackberry's forums and I'm like, where do these people come from with these ideas? That was just total speculation. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. Anyways, look for look for DTEC50 ads <laughs> and marketing. Did you say 60 or 50? Because that's yeah, weird. My bad. DTEC <laughs> 60. Look they for those start marketing ads. the DTEC 50 when DTEC 60 gets off the ramp. That's That would be <laughs> it. Nick says here, if you could choose one to succeed and achieve mass adoption, what would you choose? BBM, 
BlackBerry 10 or third-party hardware BlackBerry-branded running Android. Oh, boy. So if, if BlackBerry was going to be successful, wow. and again, the key here is achieve mass adoption, mm-hmm. what would you personally choose? Not what it's, we... It's a no-brainer, dude. Like, okay, BBM, as much as I love you, there's alternatives. I can get over that. If we can do BlackBerry 10, and if that got mass adoption, like we're talking apps like hub working beautifully, like integrated within the app, oh, like that, yeah, I think that's that. It's a no-brainer with that. I mean, I, oh, that'd be so awesome, but, you know. Got to agree. Got to agree. <laughs> yeah. BB10, Scott? Yeah, I'm with BB10. There, there's still so much with Android that still infuriates me that yep. uh, I'd go back. If BB10 was solid and full, I'd go back and, and not even a heartbeat, you know. Wouldn't even take me that long. <sighs> what about you, Blaze? Would you want blackberry to ever be uh you know achieve mass success or are you that uh jilted at this point (laughs) no i mean i'm with everybody else i mean as much as we talk about android we're talking about android because we you know pretty much we're forced into it at this point it's not you know it's not necessarily the given scenario that we all wanted we all wanted android or sorry uh, blackberry 10 to go ahead and succeed but that just didn't play out and you know, those those were the cards that were dealt, and we're dealing with them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, if it, in an ideal world, I would have BlackBerry 10 be the successful platform for BlackBerry and have all of the apps and a great ecosystem and, you know, all of the integration that everybody knows and loves. And it would be it would be absolutely amazing because, you know, at that point in time, maybe BlackBerry would still be designing those great devices and not, you know, offering... BlackBerry quote-unquote branded devices and dealing with Android. Android is an okay system, but like Scott said, there's still a lot of things that are, aren't necessarily right with it. And, you know, BlackBerry 10, I didn't necessarily have those problems with BlackBerry 10. The only problem with BlackBerry 10 was the ecosystem, so... I'm going to defend BBM on this one. I think that's what I would have liked to see achieve mass adoption and and success mainly because bbm is so good still with all the things that it offers and i think like now like 2017 like all messaging apps are kind of evened out doing the same things but especially back in the day when bbm like first came out and then also first went cross-platform it was great and i think i would have really liked to see it catalyzed because i honestly think that could have led into more people looking at maybe bb10 or even a blackberry branded device because they got to experience what BlackBerry software is capable of. Because, again, you get to BB10, what is that? That's BlackBerry software, you know? And that's what we love. Um, I think BBM also had, like, the most potential to go, I guess, viral quicker, whereas BB10 might have taken some years, especially a brand-new platform. Uh, I would have definitely liked to see BBM. Like, having my family on BBM, like, I wish, I, like, all my friends were too, you know, as opposed to just, like, some pockets of people that I may know, like this guy Alex, who's, I don't know what he's doing right now. Arguably, BBM's virility, I guess you could call it, was part of the problem with them actually launching it. Because there were many people, like if you guys recall, there were many people that were totally excited about getting BBM. People people Pokemon go over BBM, but it just didn't work, and it never worked, and it never, you know, yeah, picked up in it. The way that it was rolled out, I mean, it, it was unfortunate. If they had, if they had a, had a nicer, cleaner rollout, 
I'm pretty sure it would have been a little bit better. I think there would have been wider adoption, but with the the lineups and the problems that that basically, you know, took place during that period of time really brought the host down, and it caused people just not to care anymore. They went back to the old BlackBerry, like, yeah, screw it. Yeah, I, ironically, I felt that the uh, the Android APK of BB uh, BBM was really the hinder point there. <laughs> yeah, that whole debacle, right? And now here we are. What, what's everybody running but Android devices? It's a bit ironic. <sighs> I just miss like B, you know like BBM channels. You know, for never being updated, is still like one of my favorite platforms for social media. It's almost like all of them in one to a degree, right? It's like my Facebook, a Tumblr, uh, a Twitter, all that in one. And I just really wish like all that stuff was. Again, it, it, maybe it's just a selfish thing for me, but I definitely would have liked to see more people adopt BBM. That's that's my that's my vote of confidence. Uh, I would have liked to see it. And BBM is still great, minus the ads. I do not want to pay for ads. That's the one thing, especially on uh, a BlackBerry device. It's killer. Uh, I wrote an article about that over on BlackBerry Central. How furious I was with just the fact that I bought a BlackBerry device yet and still putting up with freaking ads and in BBM. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's one of the only benefits of still being on BB10. You get less ads in BBM, <laughs> at least none like right in your main chat, right? That's uh, always uh, frustrating. We had another comment here from Rico. He says, "Do we have any initial sales reports on the Priv devices sold?" And then he says some other oddities around Blaze having a spy in South Korea, who, who's got to know. Which I tend to agree with personally, Blaze. I know you got someone over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, priv sales. I mean, I don't, think it's, I don't think anybody actually can break them down because the numbers are so fuddled. I mean, you have to just basically go by the numbers that BlackBerry provides, and we know they only sold three hundred thousand devices last quarter, and that's that's actually down a hundred thousand from the four hundred thousand of the previous quarter. So, <sighs> I'd like to think that most of those were probably. Android devices, therefore Priv devices, but we really don't know. Uh, it's also interesting because Priv just launched, I think, recently in South Korea, and then we have this Note scandal. I wonder if there's like a lot of brand loyalty in that country for Samsung, or whether maybe you know a Priv is a little bit more enticing, you know, with the debacle going on and everything. Just kind of an interesting thought there. But yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I'd assume at best all the numbers that went out in those quarterly earnings are going to be, you know, a large percentage priv. It's hard enough for us to get the numbers of devices sold, let alone yeah. <laughs> in the past, what, two or three quarters. You, you can't. They can't report on what they didn't sell. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's <laughs> me. Merritt says, how to update. Oh, how how up to date with Android can BlackBerry be? As in, how long before Nougat lands on their phones? How important is it to have the latest update? Marshmallow took too long to come to the priv. And if you're on Verizon, yes, even more so, that is true. Merritt brings up a good point here. I believe there was some rumors floating about that when BlackBerry drops the Mercury device at the beginning of next year that's supposed to have and launch with Nougat, which gives us a little bit of a timetable. Potentially, again, things change, right? DTEK 60's launch date just changed. So, again, as imminent as it may be and as imminent as Nougat is to the market, there's still such a small percentage of devices that even have it. I know Alex would argue that it's 
you know, super important to have I, those but updates. You know, I don't know. I'm my mind is changing, not for myself. I'll never change. But the more <laughs> I'm around people, against change, damn it. <laughs> no, but like, oh, so I'm buying a pixel. My uncle, for instance, he has an iPhone, and they just upgraded from iOS 9 to iOS 10, and he's not happy about it. He's making mistakes, and he's like, they, they did a stupid update, and it's like, the average person using a phone hates updates, and my aunt's always asking me, you know, Alex, my, my priv's telling me to update. Should I update? Yeah, updates are always good. Like, the security, like, it's for your own safety, and I'm kind of seeing this different side of things where my my mom my my stepdad my my aunt my uncle like they don't they don't want updates so do we really need to be one of the first devices to push out nougat um but at the same time it should push it out because it brings a lot of functionality but people hate change the average person hates change so i don't know i'm a little bit conflicted maybe blackberry it's not that big of a deal for them to be the first one to push out nougat maybe just the security updates and patches are the most important thing that they can do what is their target market like i, I wish we could take an ideal maybe we could even do this at some point like take uh you know build a person or a persona the average blackberry user and That's see the if they would like blackberry or if they would like getting nougat or not you mean do blackberry's job for it <clears throat> precisely yes that's exactly <laughs> but the big question around nougat though will be is the priv going to get it right? yeah that's well, going to be I... a big question and if it doesn't man there's going to be some ticked off folks walking yeah. around Verizon proves they're not going to get it <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that's what they're doing no okay it all makes sense right they're waiting for nougat to update the priv that's that's got to be it, right? No? But it's not even it's not even the beta channels. Like, there's a reason the beta yeah. channel exists. Like, you guys should be messing around with nougat right now in beta channels. Like, absolutely. The fact that I just got like a beta channel update that's still marshmallow. I don't understand what they're doing, but maybe it's just not as important to them. But the beta channel updates aren't really anything, anyways. We no, all know that they're like. They're no. Yeah. They're literally just a secondary way to be able to go ahead and push out the security updates yeah. from Google. So, this is true. Um, you know, they only contain minor fixes. And even then, you know, the majority of the fixes actually come through the app updates themselves. That's why those apps are in Google Play, so that they can be updated easily. Um, I don't know. When it comes down to Nougat, I, I, I think a lot of people are a little bit too eager to essentially go ahead and get Nougat when you actually take a look at the list of the devices that have Nougat already. I mean, there's still plenty of time for BlackBerry to go ahead and get their shit together and get Nougat out the door. I mean, comparatively, it's a small blip on the radar when you actually look at the numbers of devices that have it. I mean, even, even the Nexus devices haven't necessarily had it that long. Everybody's like... Oh, but the Nexus devices have it. Well, yeah, they've had it in beta form for a while. Only now is it actually starting to roll out in the official capacity as well with all of the images that were uploaded to the developer portals and stuff like that for people to go ahead. There's still a, a period where it has to roll out to the users and everything else. And, like, think about it. When you, when you think about it, think about Nougat and think about the first devices that are actually getting Nougat at this point. Like, what device is getting nougat out of the box uh v20 yeah right. that's exactly the one i thought of that's which is the only in... device other than the pixel and the pixel 
isn't out yet. Like, yeah, it, it's not out yet, number one, and it carries essentially a later version, which is has portions of the operating system which are actually exclusive to the Pixel itself. So you can't even... I mean, you can, you can lump it in there, of course, but other devices aren't necessarily going to get the Pixel build of NuGet. So there's not... At this point, at this particular point, there's not even a device out there that officially comes out of the box running NuGet. So there's still plenty of time for BlackBerry to go ahead, get it together, and put it out the door. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not important, but everything that comes with NuGet security-wise, for the most part, aside from the deeper layer stuff that was added to NuGet, you're still getting those exact same security updates. So it's a little bit overblown. People just like to complain, to basically go ahead and complain. Well, why doesn't BlackBerry have it? They only have two devices. They should be able to go ahead and get it outdoor. Well, you know what? Go buy a V20. (laughs) V20 is big. It's a big device. Like, it's bigger than the Priv. It's bigger than the iPhone It's a good. uh, It's a good device to mourn the loss of your Note 7, basically. Yeah. I think it's even bigger than the Note 7. It's a damn big device. I don't... Five and it has a removable like... battery. I mean, that's so rad. We have one last burning question for the Canadian guys on Veriflow to answer tonight. This is from Waldo42. He says, do you guys know that Hormel stopped selling Skippy peanut butter in Canada as of September 29th? Does this mean that we should all move to the U.S. and buy iPhones? <laughs> well, I mean... Wow. It's pretty obvious. I mean, I'm out, man. Like... But peanut butter is on a plane over uh, to the southwest right now. Look, to be perfectly honest, you don't need a, I don't need any convincing to move to the U.S. <laughs> if somebody asks me, you want to move to the U.S. and make sure that you have citizenship and take care of everything and your move and everything, I'd be like, later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I have a lot of ties in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. And as much as I love being a Canadian... I also would love to be an American. <laughs> I have heard that recently. I want to live in America song pops in my head. I didn't know that Hormel sold Skippy, to be quite honest, but I guess... You I didn't to... either. That's <laughs> crazy. Crazy to know. Who are you, Scott? You think we need to hop, hop the border? I'm a craft guy, so I'm staying put. Respect. Yeah. I'm You're the kind of guy BlackBerry needs who's, like, <laughs> buying their phones locally, unlike Blaze, who, like, buys them and, like, exports them across the board. <laughs> well, <laughs> takes if the dollar was a bunch of crap, I would totally go 40 minutes down the road and pick up one in the U.S. And if I could find actually find somewhere to buy it, would be the other issue. I don't think Watertown has any BlackBerry retailers, but, uh, yeah. But our dollar's too crap. Uh, it's just... If you do the math, it's just you might as well just stay here again. Well, gentlemen, I think we're done for the day. And by done, I mean let's jump on our after show and talk about how soon the DTEK 60 may actually release. We're hearing some things that could be literally as early as tomorrow, if not the next day or the next day or the next day. So let's jump in a little <laughs> bit on that, and we'll talk a little bit more. I put up some specs on Variflow, kind of comparing the top devices. I got a lot of crap from people like, why did you compare these devices? And I don't want to hear it. So I'll talk in the <laughs> after show about you guys throwing shade. You know how to do it, Alex? This is the, we're, we're, we're experimenting right now, guys. Hopefully you guys like the newer quality of the, the cast today. I'm trying to up the ante, so to speak. And Scott is here with us from BlackBerry Central. 
He's going to be a more regular face for you to see. We uh, actually kicked Brandon out because he was too... No, I'm just kidding. Brandon's definitely <laughs> still in. Brandon actually was refing tonight, uh, refereeing, so uh, we told him to take the night off. Have a good one. On, Next on, on the us. this is Alex. So. Yeah. I'm the, one that's, I'm the one that's, that's setting this up. You can't do this without me. No, that's, you're, you're not... You're technically not setting anything up. You're basically <laughs> training us to take over your job so we can get rid of you. I mean, Oh god! Sorry. Sure, sure like on the podcast, but it's just in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you can put Brian in your seat and just talk through Brian. This is true. <laughs> That'll be the future. That's that would be future. hilarious. It's the Brian chatbot that gives Alex uh, bass responses. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, Alex, let's cut this one off and All let's right, cool. uh, jump on this after show. All right, later, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. We'll get this flushed out by next time. Yes, yes. we'll have audio the first couple of minutes. <laughs>